You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. One of our most frequently asked questions around here at the podcast is from listeners wondering how they can start identifying where God is in their life. This is for those that want to be more intimate in their relationship with Jesus. They want to see him show up in the big, in the small, and in the in-between ways. And it really starts with these three principles. First, knowing that God hears you, knowing that God sees you, and knowing that God knows you. He understands all the ways that you work, all the quirks that you have, all the places in your heart that you need healed, and all the promises you want to see come fulfilled. So today's conversation is about how to identify where God is in your here and now. I have two wonderful ladies joining me for the conversation, and they are adorable. Elisa Morgan and Erin Eddy are BFFs, have an amazing mentor-mentee relationship, and both contribute so much goodness to this conversation. Together, they have made a devotion called God Hears Her, which walks you through 365 days full of amazing devotions to help you think through ways that God is showing up in your life. Together, they also co-host the podcast God Hears Her, which is amazing and carries on conversations super similar to Behind the Bliss, where we love to link arms with women, share the messy, the gritty, but then also the places of redemption and all the really cool ways God has come through for them. So if you are looking for the vulnerable, not just transparent, the thick and the rich and the intimate relationship with God where you can see small things and know that he even showed up in those, then this conversation and this episode is for you. Friends, welcome to Behind the Bliss podcast. I am so excited. Get three girls together. We could talk for forever about some really fun stuff. (laughs) Yes, so we have Elisa and Erin, and I would love for y'all to take a second, introduce yourselves or one another, whatever you want to do, but I want you guys to tell the people who you are in case they don't know quite yet. Let me introduce Erin. I love that. (laughs) Erin is my girl. She's my girl crush. I adore her. And Erin uh, Eddy, we met on a kind of ministry blind date where our Daily Bread Ministries wanted to do a podcast for women. And I was already affiliated there, but they discovered Erin and they set us up. We met in a hotel lobby on the way to the, um, the our Daily Bread office. And we were Stop like, just bam. And the glitter flew and the bubbles were going and the hearts were happening. And we just have connected. And Erin is about 30 years younger than me. <laughs> and it has a delightful southernness to her. She is the, the, the founder of So Worth Loving, which is a phenomenal lifestyle closing company that just really helps people reclaim the territory of self-image and reword it. So I adore her. So follow her and be her Yay! bestie. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. I'm like, I'm going to have everyone introduce each other on the podcast now. Oh, this is so This sweet. is so great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Elisa, I love you so much. Now try um, and say something nice about me. Just something. Okay. Let me think. Let's see if I can, oh gosh, I'm going to have to be scraped on from the barrel, but let's see what I can come up with. <laughs> yeah. When, when, Lisa and I met I'll just share like I had been told you know 
I was going to do this interview. It was going to just kind of be like, not like an audition, but just like, let's just see if we vibe well, you know, and um, with the podcast and you can't force chemistry. Like you just can't like mm-hmm. make it up. No way. Like it yeah. has to be there mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was a little like nervous, intimidated by that whole factor of like, well, like it's inevitable. We either will or we won't. And mm-hmm. so when we met, well, before we met, I, I like totally Googled, you know, like, you know, you Google people, you Google <laughs> yes. them, you stock them, you go all over the social webs. You're like on page 10 of Google, finding all of the things about them. Yes. <laughs> Ew, the not so good and the good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did that and I just learned so much about Elisa on Google, but then I actually learned more about her heart when I got to meet her. And I just, I was just like, whatever it is that I can do to just be around her. Cause she is just, she's just so down to earth. She is like my best friend and mentor and my go-to wow. phone a friend in a situation. Um, she's she's incredible. I mean, she's she is an incredible writer. She's written over what at least twenty five books, yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, she was like like one of seven women in seminary school, and now she's just this like well of grit and grace and uh. She's just amazing. She's oh, amazing. thank you. That was fun. <laughs> I am feeling the love. I'm like, what's that song? It's like, can you feel the, the love tonight? tonight? That is it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so oh. would you call each other more like spiritual mom, spiritual daughter, or like sisters, best friends, mm. all the above? Oh, that's neat. Oh, that's I neat. like that. You know, I, I would say it's a really neat relationship because we don't have the the thick baggage that's kind of a mixed metaphor of a true mother-daughter kind of relationship okay. we're, like we're very much and, yeah yeah and stuck in those roles you know where you have to kind of fight to get out yeah. of we're very mutual yeah we're I, we were first friends and then i think something that started happening was this mutual mentoring from different perspectives in life you know aaron is in her early 30s i'm in my <clears throat> mid 60s and it's 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 <laughs> uh it's really cool to learn from each other and to step into each other's lives that way so to me it's been a a very beautiful organic development of a just a great multifaceted relationship oh yeah praise god yeah. thank you lord yeah. for yeah. friendships that expand time and seasons and any of the things that I feel like sometimes people feel like friendship falls in you know I feel like Mm -hmm. it's so easy to find friends that are so similar to you whether it's season financial status like even just location or vocation and it's so neat you guys were like no we met in a hotel lobby and (laughs) we are the unlikely friendship but I, but how beautiful because God loves to do things with unlikeliness yeah, he does. he does. And together you've created a devotional, which we'll probably get into more, a podcast, a community. Will you take a second to mm. shamelessly plug all of those and tell us about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, God Hears Her is a podcast that really was built off of a devotional written by a lot of women from our Daily Bread Ministries that just went gangbusters in sales over the last couple of years. And then this community has begun to organically build. And then Aaron and I get to be the voices of the podcast. We're in season two now. And the podcast really focuses in on real life issues like you do, Rachel, just real life stuff we're struggling with. We bring in guests about half of the time 
Erin and I talk just among ourselves the other half of the time and share rawly, messily from our lives of what we're learning. But it's all around this concept that, that I think we think women feel largely unseen and unheard and, wow. and unknown and unloved in our world and lonely. And, and we feel like, you know what, if we can help them see and, and understand that God does hear them and he sees them, he loves them because he, they are his, you know, whoa, if we can figure that out together, that's an incredible encouragement that we all need. Yeah, that's exactly right. And to, to just second that, what I think what's so cool about the podcast with the guests that we get to to bring in and talk to and unpack with. Also, there's this, as we've talked about, Elise and I having this mentor, mentee, um, just bond, uh, friendship, uh, mutual just exchange of trust and love for each other. You experience that on the podcast, but what's neat is that it's just wanting to take the mask off mm-hmm. um, and, and ask the questions that we all have. We all have these questions about, you know, where is God in our circumstances when we feel alone? Or where is God when we need to make decisions? Where's God in our feelings when we feel too much of them? Where is he in all of those things? And, and I, you know, we both process together when, it, when it's, especially when it's just Elisa and I, we process together, where is God in those moments? And like, and that's why it's called God hears her. Cause it's like, does he hear me? He hears me. And then we unpack why and how. And, and and so it's just been really cool to see our friendship go from like the friendship that we have to being able to just take off our mask and hopes that other women will also take off theirs and have these conversations with the Lord. So beautiful. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is so cool. I feel like that is very much the mission and the oomph behind why I love showing up behind the microphone here too. And so to find mm-hmm. like-minded women who are going for it is so neat to be able to link arms, <laughs> especially in one podcast episode today. I'm like, I have a feeling this is going to have so many truth nuggets. So y'all just be ready. Y'all buckle up. Um, <laughs> because I mean, when you get people that are really passionate about, okay, there is such thing as sin. And unfortunately, like that is a part of who we are, but that doesn't have the last word or final say. And mm. we have a better option and we have a bigger promise than anything we have to offer ourselves. And to be able to almost like I, just remind women that you are heard, you are known, you are understood, um, even if you don't feel like it. And so yeah. the truth behind the feelings is yeah, important to remind everyone of. Because Rachel, don't you don't you sometimes yourself even struggle with that? Like, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, is there a recent time that that you've been like, "Hello, yeah, <laughs> is it just me here, or is God really out there?" Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, you I mean I talk about sometimes on the podcast just being a military wife and the getting up and the going and the moving and the portability and like the tearing apart of friendships and then remaking of new friendships. I feel oh, yeah. a lot of times like, I mean, and that that's for a lot more people than just military wives hear me say that, but sure. it is weird because I'm thinking, Lord, have you forgotten me? Or is this just about Thomas's mm-hmm. dreams? Is this about yeah. him wanting to become a pilot? Or is this about me fulfilling the calling you put on my life? And what I've heard from him recently is I don't compromise. Like, what made you think mm-hmm. at any point in your life that because Thomas is doing his dreams, you now have to, like, compromise yours? He's like, I called you two mm. together in unity to do something together you couldn't do apart. So this is for you, too. <laughs> we just got to figure I out what it is. That. 
And, yeah. but, but that journey was so lonely and, mm. but here we are recording a podcast that was birthed out of loneliness and boredom. So I'm like, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be so upset when you find yourselves in those seasons and rely on how you feel and get all emo yeah. because yeah. God has yeah. something else for you. You'll overlook if you're so internally invested. So I'm just, yeah. Lisa, this is not my interview though, so I'm gonna keep. I know, but I like to do that. I like to do that. I see where you. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> just I'm hearing it. I just wanted to understand that better. So thank you, dear. Thank you. You're sweet. That's so beautiful. And isn't that true that sometimes we do get in those emo states where we're just yeah. like we can't see around us. I mean, I know. I mean, I've been just this little emo child since I don't know since I was four. My parents are like, oh my gosh. She, she writes about her heart being broken. She's not been in a relationship <laughs> yet, you know, <laughs> just always been that way. But, um, but I think it's so interesting. I've noticed recently, um, I will get so in my head of what the future looks like. And if God's present right now, because I don't feel like he's present now for what I want my future to look like. And I just keep hearing him say, steward what's in front of you. Mm. And when we do that, we do see his presence more when we're like, okay, I'm just going to do a really good job and be you know, a really good friend. And I'm going to be just a really good person to me right now. And what I do know that's right in front of me and that those little choices, and it sounds like this is like your journey too, like those little choices that we make in the moment right now are the ones that impact our future, that yeah. we feel him. And we can look back and go, oh, wow, look, he showed up in all of those part, those those spaces that I had no idea that he was creating mm-hmm. in me when I was being, like when I was being a good steward to the now. Yeah, it's a great line. Erin, just because I, I know your, your story a little bit, can you flesh that out a little bit about right now, how you are waiting and stewarding what's right in front of you as as God shapes the stuff around like what's your situation right now yeah yeah so um for those that may not know my story um Rachel maybe maybe you don't know either or y'all haven't listened to the podcast I'd love to unpack that a little bit yeah please do yeah I um so I went through a divorce a few years ago and I kind of took a step back into just being um I was like a I was hustling a lot. I had a, I have an online clothing company that allowed me to be able to speak at entrepreneurial conferences, workshops, um, podcasts, things like that. And so when I went through my divorce, I took a step back and just really worked on my heart and worked out things in me that just weren't pretty, just were not good that I saw in me. And uh, not to say I was a bad person, just I, just nasty things that we all have. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, right? <laughs> so I took a step back and did that. And when I did that, I felt like the Lord put me in the space of like hiddenness. Now, I think I needed to be in a space of hiddenness. I don't think he was like hitting my hand going, you need to go into a space of hiddenness. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that he was like, I want just you and I to just, I want to romance you mm-hmm. and I want it to be just you and me. Mm-hmm. And and so I kind of t- took a step back from being in the spotlight or being on any stages or platforms or podcasts or even within my company. And now I'm in this season. So I was able to write a book during that time and I just fell into this even deeper depth of my faith that I never knew I could experience so cool. by surrendering to the hidden hidden season where, mm. you know, we all have these giftings that deep down inside that we're like, God, we're made for more. Why is this my life? You know, sometimes we feel that way. And I felt that way for, I don't know, four or five years. And 
maybe even a little bit longer at longings in my in myself, mm-hmm. even when I was on stages and stuff. But um, now in this this new season of life that I'm in, it, I'm entering into something I have no idea because I'm a new version of myself, and I don't know what he's going to do with it, and I don't know um, where he plans to plant me or place me. Um, I'm in this like, you know, I'm, I'm newly single, stewarding like being single and uh, my faith with him and singleness and stepping out with my book and um, just positioning the positioning of the company and where, where that's going. So I'm in this like limbo space, but it's the exciting space yeah. because I feel like it's about something's about to happen. Yes. You know, it's like that space, but you're like, I'm terrified. I have no idea. <laughs> A good thing you don't have any idea because sometimes I get so in my head and I have an idea and that's not the idea. And God's like, oh, girl, just set it down. Set it down. <laughs> I love what you said too about like having to really just face who you were, like the messies and the things that you're like, oh, I hate, I, I hate that Aaron because that Aaron is like a fleshly Aaron. And we all have those places of us. Like mm. I have a place in Rachel that I don't want to have to think about. But yeah. that's where God's called us to be like, okay, no, that's not a problem. That's sin. So let's like, yeah. let's confront it. But in those places, it's so cool because then you're able to feel the known, the understood, the heard, because mm-hmm. you're able to know that although you have those places, he still chooses to show up for you. But it's hard for us to know God in that way if we don't first know ourselves in that way. Absolutely. And Brilliant. that that's yeah. where I want you guys to talk about these three truths because – I feel like these are really the fundamental parts of God hears yeah. her. <laughs> and yeah. so I would want you to almost encourage the listener that's with us today that's struggling to hold these truths or to really feel like, no, I, I totally feel known by God or I, I totally feel like he understands me if that's just like the furthest thing from truth for them today. Mm-hmm. We, we we typically think that, you know, when we run into the bad Elisa, the bad Aaron, the bad Rachel, you know, we, we typically think that, that God has no idea that, <laughs> that version of us <laughs> exists, you know, newsflash to you, God. Yeah. But the, the reality <laughs> is, you know, we, we live in it and we, we pull into ourselves in shame, which I think is, is one of the greatest tools of our enemy to, to shroud us oh, in yeah. shame. And the, and the shroud, yeah, this, this shroud we think hides us from God, but what it really does is blind us to him. It, it, it blinds us from knowing that he sees us. It deafens us from knowing that he hears us. And it just obliterates our understanding that he knows us. And and we get stuck there. And instead, it's almost like if you want to picture, you're turning yourself inside out. And and the, the sin, as you called it, you know, the, the nastiness, the 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 messiness, the brokenness within us, as we reveal that to God, to allow him, because he does have a solution for it, to love us. Even in that, he's provided a way out for us through Jesus. And we don't have to live in that shroud. But as we turn inside out, he can clean that. And mm-hmm. we don't have yeah. to be separate from him. We get to yeah. know that he sees and knows and loves us even as we are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That's so good. <laughs> that's so, oh, gosh, yeah. That's so true, Elisa. I think back to like when I was really far away from from the Lord and talking to him or even maybe not even talking to him because I felt like I talked to him a lot. You look at my journals and I have all of these just prayers just like mm-hmm. – coding the pages, but I think more so 
being vulnerable with him. And I think there's a difference between being transparent with the Lord and being vulnerable with the Lord because transparent's to be, you know, seen through, like you can see through, but being vulnerable is being open to feedback, being open for injury, being open for somebody to speak into. That's a good differentiation. Yeah, it is. And I don't think that's, I think it's mistaken. So (laughs) that's good clarification. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that I had a very vulnerable relationship with the Lord, but I actually just had a very transparent one. Hmm. Like I knew he saw, I knew he knew about things. I just never really invited him in to, to share what he thought about them or what he thought about the things I was choosing or, um, I never really opened myself up for the feedback or the, the input or the, the pressing of what I wanted, what I thought, you know, or what he wanted to share with me. And I think a lot of us experience a more transparent relationship with the Lord than a vulnerable one. Yet I think we just desire so badly for vulnerability. We all want to be seen mm-hmm. and we all, and we want to be seen for who we are at our, at our core. So when, when we allow ourselves to be completely open to feedback and we flinch or we're angry at it, or we just don't know what to do with it, <laughs> but God is like so like secure and confident in who he is. And when we flinch or when we do any of those things, he's like, I'll just still love you. And mm. that's just so hard for us <laughs> to accept and receive. You know, because yeah, it's probably so hard for us to do for other humans here on earth. You know, I'm like, how can you do yeah. that so easily when that's like the hardest thing I can't wrap my mind around to do for my mm-hmm. husband when I'm just so angry, you know, and it's like, yeah, God's like, because I'm not you <laughs> and because you're not me. <laughs> yeah. And oh, man. Yes. Um, This reminds me of like the first time Shane ever, ever entered into like the story of the Bible. And it's when Adam and Eve were in the garden and they recognized that they were naked and they felt ashamed. So they went and hid themselves and tried to cover up with leaves. Don't know how that worked Mm. out, but it was funny (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I think why they felt the shame was because they took their eyes off of who God was and just the beauty of what he had gifted them and they had put it on themselves. And I feel like when we put the eyes on ourselves and, and try to like make it right or justify or whatever, and we're living the transparent life. I love that. Rather than really the nitty gritty, the, and what do you have to say about that? Like cringy vulnerability life. Like we're going to always feel shame because we never, I think that a lot of times I struggle at least to give him a say so. So a lot Mm. of times it's just like me talking to him and he's trying to lovingly correct me or show me and reveal things to me that are uncomfortable and I don't want to accept. But in the moments I like, quote, unquote, need him, maybe more mm-hmm. so, and the uncomfortable, I'm like, God, where are you? And he's like, I need you to accept all of me because I <laughs> I like want to love you right now, but we have some things we still need to work through because I love you. You know what is so precious mm-hmm. about that, Rachel, uh, is you're talking about Adam and Eve in the garden, and you're absolutely right. You know, that's where shame first appears in, in the Bible. And you're right. They grab leaves. You know, what can they find quick, you know, to, to cover themselves <laughs> with? And, and then you know, they have this whole beautiful conversation with God that has disastrous consequences as the, the curse is handed down. But in, in chapter 3, verse 21 of Genesis, the Lord God made garments of skin for mm. Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. It's so tender. It, it's it's wow, this concrete yeah. illustration of what we're talking about is that we become transparent 
and then vulnerable, you know, and God sees all that's in us, but he's the one who makes the solution. And in fact, when you think about he made garments out of skin, you know, that, that means he had to kill an animal to provide, which is really a foreshadowing of the death of Jesus. You know, God is going to provide for us to cover us by his own hand. So he, he's even made provision for our covering. He's even made provision for that. And that's so tender that this whole example of moving from transparency to vulnerability, we can be vulnerable about our needs before God because he answers us with the provision we need. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Yes, ma'am. I'm just sitting here like smiling. (laughs) I should not have shaved my legs this morning. I'm like, I got goosebumps. Oh, this is good. Okay, so you guys have said this, that over and over in the Bible, God has heard and responded to the needs of women. Um, like mm-hmm. you say, Hannah, Rachel, Mary Magdalene, etc. I would love for maybe you to retell one of the stories or give a SparkNotes version and then remind us of how God heard and responded to her. Almost just like the stamp of proof that I feel like someone listening needs to be like, okay, he'll do it for me too. Yeah, oh, that's so good. You know, actually, I I got to write the foreword to the devotional, God Hears Her. And so I do list people out. You know, I talked about Leah and Rachel praying for a child because children are what brought women value in the Old Testament patriarchal culture. And, you know, for a long time, um, Rachel especially had to wait for children um, I think about, you know, people like, well, there's a lot of people like David crying out for deliverance from Saul or Joshua leading a battle or Moses interceding for people on Mount Sinai or, or, or Israel groaning under slavery. It's kind of on and on, but women uniquely, you know, yes, some of these stories that, that you're talking about, I mean, Mary Magdalene was stuck with with spirits, uh, evil spirits taunting her for years. And, and mm-hmm. in her relationship with Jesus, she becomes in, incredibly healed and and revealed and also called to be one of his disciples. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, just minding her own business with her betrothed, um, Joseph. And suddenly she has this dream where the messenger from God comes to her and says, you're going to have the Messiah. And she responds with Shazam, which means basically praise God. You know, so- <laughs> Shazam. Shazam. I love so, it. Really, the Bible's filled with examples. You know, Hannah crying out for a child and God responding with the, the prophet Samuel, who was a baby born to her. And his name actually means God hears scriptures filled with examples of it. And so that's what gives me hope that yes, he can hear me. And, and then as, as Aaron was alluding, you know, when we start journaling down the, the answers to, that God provides, yeah. we can see. And, and, you know, there are a lot of times when it's quiet and we just keep journaling and begging and it's quiet and it's quiet. I mean, I, I waited almost five years for a child through adoption and, and I waited a long time to, to even find my husband. And in, in these moments of waiting, you know, God really began to, to woo me. And similarly to what you were describing, Aaron, and just saying, you know what, Elisa, really the way you wait, you know, whether you're all, you know, verklempt or you're hanging in, you know, the way you wait really expresses the extent to which you trust the one that you're waiting for. You know, do, do you yeah. trust my character? Do you trust me to provide? And so over and over in scripture, we see demonstrations of God's character 
and therefore uh, the call that it's okay to wait on him because he does hear us and he does see us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. That's so good. That is so good. Oh. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Amen, amen Lisa. Amen. We're going to take the mic drop. Out. Let's I'm... take the offer. <laughs> <laughs> take the offering. <laughs> you can donate online or if you'd like to mail it back too. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so The vibe was so beautiful for so many reasons, obviously, but one of them being that these stories inside serve as reminders for us today. And so, like, let's take one of them, for example, like uh, Mary Magdalene, and she was obviously cursed and had, I mean, could you imagine living a demon-possessed life? I don't even, no. I don't even want to go there. Yeah. But God heals her. And they called in, actually, pause, have you all seen the series The Chosen? Oh, I haven't. Oh, huh? no. Okay. I've heard about it though. Wow. It's amazing. It's like the, they say it's the most um, realistic like imagery and production of biblical times, but today. Mm -hmm. And so they actually use like a Middle Eastern man for Jesus. They act, you know, like the towns are set up almost exactly how you'd find in like a map in a study Bible. It's very, very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But the first episode is about Mary Magdalene and how they call in, you know, all of the I mean, they try to get her to the synagogue. They try to, to call in all these different people, try to heal her and cast out the demons and it doesn't work. And it only took one touch or one encounter for Jesus. And wow. um, they were rid, which is so, <laughs> so cool. And I, I would love to almost like bring this full circle. So all these stories we hear about are amazing testimonies, but then what does it mean for us today? Like, what is it? I mean, how is it still alive in 2020, <laughs> this cluster of a year? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, right. Like, oh so, what does it mean with all of the things that we have inside our body? We need red, or the promises we want to see come fulfilled that we haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Love to hear your thoughts because mm-hmm. you guys both have been through. I'm sure, like we say around here, lots behind the bliss. <laughs> I mean, Erin <laughs> shared about like her new singleness, and and like Elisa the the adoption and then like I just feel like we all face the things that were like that is so cool for Mary Magdalene now I want it for Rachel you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 you know I uh, yeah I mean what I've learned in just this like the, even just this last few years of kind of going back to like what we're talking about like the waiting and the season and like our heart's desire and wanting the Lord to be present and show up and, and talk and speak in or, or sometimes we, I, I find myself feeling like entitled to have it right now yeah. as if I'm like equipped to even handle or receive the blessing that I desire. <laughs> it's like, um, but, uh, I, when I pay attention, when I like impatient and I pay attention to my response, I just take a breath and I, I reflect on where is this coming from? If it, if it's like a, a frustration and a stir in me, like, what do I need to learn in this moment? What, what is, and I always just ask the Lord, I'm like, Holy Spirit, like, what do you want me to learn in this? Like, I, I'm working through, you know, still like healing from my past and healing from a relationship. And, and uh, there are definitely triggers and, and, you know, what is it called? Exposure therapy. It's like mm-hmm. some things you can, you just need to be exposed to, to work things out. Um, you can talk about it all day long, but you've got to be exposed to it in order to work things out. And so I've just been hand in hand with the Lord and asking him to teach me and be my mentor and be my guide. And 
and uh, be my therapist amongst my other therapists yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my mentors. Um, but I think that, I don't know. I just think when we, when we're talking about like the Lord touching and healing and touching parts of the, the nasty that's in us or the, the things our sin that we're prone to, it's, it's like, he's just so excited and ready to jump in. He just needs, he just wants that invite because he's a gentleman. And that's what I learned in my relationship with him. It's like, he is such a gentleman, but I've gotten so, I've gotten so, um, what's the word? It's just a duet now with me mm-hmm. and him. It used to not be a duet. It used to be like, I'd only call on him in my circumstances. And now it's a duet. Mm-hmm. It's like in everything wow. that I do, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just a natural it's just a natural thought that comes to my mind that's turned into a lifestyle um, and, a, and, and, and a deeper way of thinking of who he is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. And, you know, I, I think, Erin, um, you just touched on something so beautiful in terms of the duetness. Um, I think a lot of us are just plain disappointed in our days, um, you know, whether it's the pandemic or the, the the social reckoning we're facing, or this this malaise of uncertainty of what will life look like, and and for all of us who may be in marriages or in relationships or we're parenting on top of those things or trying to make a living, you know, or um, have ill ones in our family that need us that are far away or elderly that we're taking care of. Oh, you know, there's so much there in that duet, and, and I think. One of the things I've been hearing from God and knowing that he hears me in is that I need to bring him my disappointment. I need to bring him my grief, my deep, deep grief over where I am, over where things are, rather than trying to polish it all up to a a shiny moment, because Mm -hmm. it's not shiny. This is, we're in a dark time where, where we can wonder, is God really there? And I think sometimes we can't tell that he's there because we aren't, facing the reality ourselves. You know, we aren't duetting, as Aaron said, we're soloing. And, and I think he is longing to be invited into our pain, into our pain, because sometimes it's in our pain that we hear God's voice the loudest of anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with Job. You know, he struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled and ripped his robes and God spoke (laughs) to him, you know, and, and instead of running from that pain, you know, sitting in it leaning in. Yeah. 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 For someone who wants to find God, this sounds, this sounds very big in general. So go with it wherever you want. But for, I just feel like there's someone who's like, I want to find God where I am. And I know that he's there obviously because we hear about it all the time. And it's a truth that I believe, but it's hard to identify his location in this season for me. What are some practicals, some next steps that this person might be able to take to start seeing him in the meantime seasons or the mundane seasons. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind, and I don't think I've actually ever done this. So here we go. Maybe I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Prophetic. Okay. 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 I think, you know, uh, write down on a sticky note, maybe three feelings that you have. That takes a little bit of work to get honest mm. with yourself. Maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's anguish. Maybe it's um, frustration. You know, maybe it's... Um, Grief, I don't know. Write down three words and then get a Bible that has a concordance and look those words up in the back and concordance is like, a you know, where can I find this word in the Bible? Or, or go online to a, a Bible gateway or someplace and look up those words and look at how they're used in scripture 
and mm-hmm. see if, if that verse might speak to you in that feeling. Because to yeah. me, it's just making me think God understands that feeling and God is present with me in that feeling. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I would even, uh, uh, gosh, yeah, journaling that. I journal. I'm like, Elisa knows this. I mean, I have like 8,000 journals. <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> uh, I have, uh, I, uh, yeah, I have so many journals. But um, one thing that I, I do sometimes, I'll get, I'll listen to a worship song that really connects with my emotions. And I will journal what that, um, that plea or that praise or that asking, if I don't know what to do, mm. I will journal the lyrics as if they were mine. Mm in my journal, um, different songs, even if it's like, even when it hurts, I think is by Hillsong. That's so good. That, so- that song is so good. And it's like, even when it hurts, I'll praise you Lord. And it just talks about heartbreak and aches and the, you know, the aches that we have in our heart or, um, who else is there? The Amanda, Amanda, Amanda Lindsay Cook. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is not Amanda Cook. Oh yes. This is not a sponsored <laughs> ad. <laughs> but, um, but these are just some of the songs that I will actually just journal out when I don't really know how mm-hmm. to pray or talk to the Lord. Cause I just feel overwhelmed yeah. with what even to ask it's him good, or to Aaron. talk mm-hmm. about. I'll just find worship songs that connect mm-hmm. with my emotions. Um, comforter is one. Um, there's one song called, um, I think it's called Mercy by Amanda Lindsay Cook. And that song is a really good song. Kind. I'm just listing all these songs out now for your listeners. I love it. Kind we'll is them a really all in our good show song. <laughs> <laughs> kind is a really good song because it talks about how it just reaffirms the character of who God is when we just feel like he might be absent. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's a practical uh, tip that I do sometimes mm-hmm. is journal the lyrics of songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What do you do? What do you do, Rachel? Good question. Um, I, this has been so helpful for me is just honestly repetition. Mm -hmm. Um, like repetition till I believe it or Mm -hmm, repetition mm -hmm. till it becomes muscle memory. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's with actual scripture or I love Aaron, I love doing it with lyrics. Um, there's Mm -hmm. a song by Hope Darst with the belonging co, uh, Mm. called peace be still. And there's a part of the song, it's the bridge, and it says, let faith rise up, O heart, believe, let faith rise up in me. And in the moments that I feel ill-equipped or I feel like so much doubt, it's like I, I love turning on worship, literally the coolest thing. I mean, specifically through song, the coolest thing. But um, yeah. repetition, like that sounds so crazy. And it's like the more times I say it, the more times like I declare it, it's almost like I've, it, it grows within me and I'm giving it more yeah. power. So I love, I love all of them put together. Like the worship. Yes. The journaling. Yes. I did this in college. Actually (laughs) at the end of the day, I would say, where did I see God today? That's awesome. Yeah. It would cause me to have to think and ponder. I'm like, I don't think I freaking saw him anywhere. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, the woman that was working in the cafeteria was so kind when she offered me a sandwich, you know, like it was either (laughs) that or it was, you know, like an actual (laughs) mini miracle happened. I mean, but it causes you to actually reflect and give God this, you know, give God the glory for like, even you got to pay attention. Wow. Pay attention. That's right. Yeah. That's that's it. Um, I mentioned this on Instagram probably a few days ago. People like that don't follow me are probably like, what are you talking about? But, um, (laughs) we just moved into this new house about a month ago on an air force base. And it, it's pretty tricky because you can't do much to military homes. You don't have much Mm. freedom with how you decorate or you can't paint, you know, 
Um, and so we've been trying to find ways to make it ours. And we talked about how we so badly wanted these bookshelves or just something on this one wall. It's kind of an odd wall. And um, we almost purchased some from Ikea, but, you know, Ikea's weird. You have to, like, actually go or it's, like, $200 for shipping. Oh, and wow. So, oh, wow. Did you know this? I didn't know that. Yeah. No. You're lucky, Erin. You have one in Atlanta. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You're trying to, like, plan out a road trip. Like, okay, should we go to Atlanta? Should we go to Memphis? Like, gotta find Ikea. And then um, literally added them to cart. We're trying to plan this trip or whatever to go pick up these dang bookshelves. And uh, Thomas comes home the other day and was like, hey, I was at this little county airport and was making a friend. And they were, like, cleaning it out. And they had these two bookshelves. And um, they're about to – they had them on a trailer to take to a dumpster. Would you want them? And I was like, tell me you mm. tell me you took pictures. And <laughs> he took pictures, and they were they were perfect. And they're standing in our room now. And it's just so, oh. like, so even I see God in that, where he yeah. just wants yeah. to give me the small, silly things. He's like, you want a bookshelf? Yeah. I'll, girl, I'll get you a bookshelf. Just one second. Like, yeah. let me work I some things out. I love that. I love that. Um, he, and so, yeah, I just think we don't give him enough credit. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone yeah. might write that off as a coincidence. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-mm, No. So there's an underlying that's, principle there, Rachel, that it, it's so obvious. And, and I forget it all the time. He says, let's just ask him <laughs> to, to speak to us. Let's just ask him to yeah. give us what we need. If, if we need to hear from God, let's just ask him to speak to us. Yeah. Yes. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So Lost good. your car keys? Pray about it. <laughs> you know? yeah. Why not? Why not? And that's the, du- and that's the duet though, right? Yes. Like that is the duet. Mm-hmm. It is seeing him everywhere all the time and acknowledging his presence. Yeah. And the more we do that, yeah. the more we see him. Yeah. And the more we fall in love with him because he's of his presence and constantly showing uh-huh. up. It's giving giving credit to those little moments are, are what build intimacy with him. Amen. Oh, like, do we, um, like, can we just do this all over, part two, next week? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, well, one of my favorite things to ask is a really fun question. It's the least bit spiritual, but what is something that you guys are loving these days that you have to share with the people listening? It could be anything, like think outside the box or inside the box, anything you want. I'm going to say my deck. Looking at sunsets, you know, to try and make it to the window or to the actual deck, you know, every evening at that time, it's a, it's a Mm -hmm. blessed moment of, okay, we did one more day and I've got you till tomorrow, you know, and we'll do that day too. So that's something I'm doing. Oh, I love that. Do you read on your deck or do you just sometimes, sometimes, sometimes just sit there. (laughs) <laughs> that's the best i gotta learn how to do that well like just sit yeah. just don't do anything just sit for at least five minutes yeah <laughs> that's good that's good i like that mm-hmm. one i would say i've been roughly playing the ukulele no way <laughs> <laughs> i used to be a singer back in my day and i got so tired of being dependent on other people to play instruments while i sang because I only I don't know how to play instruments. And so I have challenged myself this last year to just, even if it's rough, just learn how to play and give myself grace on like how you know terrible I am compared if I compare myself to somebody else. And just be like, I'm so proud. So I, this is what I do. I'll just go sit on my patio. I have like this like hammock chair, and I'll just sit there and I'll just strum and play the same songs just so I can like um get in the rhythm of 
like moving my hands and getting used to the chords. I have loved doing that. That has just been such a fun outlet for me. Oh my gosh. Wait, will you please post a video of you singing a song and playing ukulele? Or send it just directly to me. I'm like, I feel like I'll send it to you. I posted a few. I posted, I did like an IGTV video of me explaining about like how how terrible I am at it, but like encouraging somebody that you, even if you don't feel like you're smart enough to learn, just, just pick it up and do it. It's so fun. And you best believe that video will be linked in our show notes. Everybody go watch it. Absolutely. You need to. You need to. Taking song requests. Yeah. <laughs> Taking song requests. Yes. Oh Only with the four chords that I know. C, A minor. Yeah, it's like any Taylor Swift song. They're, they're all the same chords. I love her. Oh, um, guys, man, this has been so fun. And I just feel so honored and privileged to be able to chat with you two dynamites. This has just been such a blessing for me. And I feel so charged and encouraged by you two. If someone wanted to also hear more, let's say they're absolutely obsessed like I am, where can they find God Hears Her podcast and devotional and all things? Yes, go to GodHearsHer.org. You can listen right there or on your favorite platform for podcasts. And we would love for you to subscribe because season two will be out just momentarily and you don't want to miss any episodes and rate us and review us, of course, but mainly subscribe. And then you can like God Hears Her on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can find out more about Erin Eddy at ErinEddy.com or SoWorthLoving.com or me, ElisaMorgan.com. So we would love you. We want to stay in touch. Yes, Yes. I'll be friends. (laughs) This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.